Hey everyone, welcome back to the Double Click Podcast. Today we talk about how do you deal with failure? Alright, alright. Justin was completely mocking my um my my rhythmic speaking on how do you deal with failure. No, it was very good. Very radio host. Very radio host. Yeah. Lovely. Good. Radio is not a thing anymore. Well, very podcast <laughs> Thank host. you. There Sorry we go. It makes me that. feel better. But we are talking about failure for at least this week, probably next week, mm-hmm. and maybe a third. Uh, because it's something we got to deal with. Like, how do you process and deal with? And what are your action steps, your emotions, your takeaways? What happens when you fail? Justin, that was a question. Oh, what happens uh, when you fail? <laughs> lots of tears. No, uh, it's, you know, that is a very sensitive subject for me because I think that is a, even currently has been and probably always will be a very sensitive uh, kind of emotional point for me. That's just, I mean, I, I can think back even as a kid, you know, just dealing with, with failure and disappointment and what that was like and what that says about me. And now it still creeps its head in and, and, Tries to get me. Okay, let's let's play let's play a game, and I'm gonna ask questions. We both have to answer. Okay, we both. I was about to say, we why do you always to get answer. to ask the well, questions? No, because I was sitting there. I was like, okay, so what would I just ask you? How do you deal with failure? Uh, for me, it's 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 uh, uh, anger. Like I will um, overly, adamantly dwell on it, and it's always we'll we'll get to the things of it. But I mean, like. One example, and we'll, we'll bring back to this one, is um, if I'm late or forget a meeting or forget a scheduled, like, callback or something. So, like, Thursday, I had a call scheduled with someone, forgot about it, my reminder didn't go off on my calendar to remind me, and I remembered it Friday, and I was frustrated the rest of the weekend about it. <laughs> like, until I got back around to rescheduling the call and it happening Monday, like, I was so, so very irritated, even though that is a super minor Yeah failure in some degree because it wasn't like like the person was super gracious like no nah, i totally understand not a big deal it wasn't a relational breaker but in my head would not let it go yeah i yeah i think for me it it can manifest in anger for me it's it's what i call the snowball so if as you know right now kind of my thing is disc golf and so uh if i'm if i'm bad at that i've been playing for all of what four weeks five weeks if i'm not perfect if i can't throw as as far as as you or other people uh, then it's kind of like, man, I really stink at this. I shouldn't be doing this. And you know what? I shouldn't be doing this too. And I shouldn't be doing that either because I'm probably terrible at that if I'm terrible at this. And so it just snowballs into I'm beating myself into oh, the that's ground. Why, where that, I, that's why I get this random text at like 9.30 at night. Yeah. Like, hey, man, do you think da 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 I'm just going to quit this. I shouldn't be doing this. And uh, yeah, so for me, it's just this kind of snowball into, well, if you stink at one thing, then you probably stink at everything. Interesting. So let me ask this question. We'll both answer. Um, and I've done this. I've asked this with Brittany too, and and other people. So when you are done with your day, mm-hmm. and you're getting ready to go to bed, and you have that moment like where you're like kind of like reflecting on the day, do you feel like most of the time you failed the day, or do you just not think about it? Do you not process it? Like like what's your when you when you give your on a daily basis? Like hey, how how'd I do today? You know, I probably, I, I probably don't ask myself that question enough at the end of the day, and it's probably a good thing because I wouldn't sleep if I did. <laughs> uh, but I would say most days, I go to bed. I, I don't feel like the day was a failure. I don't necessarily feel yeah. like I was a failure. I don't. Uh, again, unless there's some big event or 
you know, I've completely lost three discs in the woods because I'm trying to play disc golf and I'm stinking it up. Uh, you know, unless there's a specific moment. In general, I don't just kind of blanket going, today was a failure, today was a success. It was just kind of, hey, today was good. Okay, that's interesting. Because I was, me and my wife were talking about this, and one of us identified that, like, we have a task list. Mm-hmm. And so we go to bed every night thinking about the task we didn't get done, which results in a feeling of failure. Mm-hmm. And it creates, like, it builds, like, it starts off real small, but it builds into this, like, huge, huge self-worth bomb at some point, mm-hmm. right? Like, I can't do anything well. And we've talked about... One of the things we do really as humans, this isn't this isn't just us personal. One of the things we do personally is we don't view life as a journey a lot of times. Mm. And so like, you know, I've used this with with uh, with some some coaching before. And one place I remember this this sticks out in my mind was when our children were small and were new parents. And me and my wife we would use the phrase all the time that like, "Oh, I'm a bad parent." Mm. When we would miss something, like we, you know, it'd be like twelve thirty, and we hadn't given the kids lunch yet. Oh, I'm a horrible parent, you know, type deal, <laughs> yeah. like like small things. And twelve thirty midnight, then <laughs> <laughs> different story. But uh, but I mean, like, but the thing is, is the way you say that is you don't define an incident as a miss and go, "I'm going to get it right tomorrow." You attach your identity to it. That's right. And I think that's what when we get to the, talking about failure, I think that's really what happens a lot of times is we go into a works-based mindset yeah and when we go through this i mean that's really where i mean that that is a huge struggle still for me because i'm a high achiever Mm -hmm. like i'm competitive and i want to make sure that like hey i win today and so for me there is this score that is always out there um and we we use this phrase earlier talking and it's like almost an unquenchable score Mm -hmm. so like let's say and 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 we can put in a sports reference like let's say i play a basketball game and i score 20 points well, that's good, but I missed three shots. It right. should have been 26. Right. Well, the next game, you know what? I scored 30. Well, you know what? I bet I could have got to 40 if I would worked yeah. really hard. Yeah. Like, like there's always right. something that goes, eh, it was okay. Like, it never lives up. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, going back to what you were talking about earlier, we, we, we don't see it as a journey. And I think a lot of times we don't count progress, right? We don't, we don't count progress as success. And, you know, that's great that you have goals to get better or, hey, I missed it this time. But as we're journeying through life, I think it's really a progress over perfection type of thing. And I think for me, where it's really screwed up is failure is I wasn't perfect, so I failed. It's not, oh, man, <clears throat> you know, I I really failed at something. It's, it's really just I wasn't perfect. I wasn't what I would perceive in my mind as perfect at this, I didn't hit a home run, you know, I only got yeah. to, to first base, you yep. know? And so it's, it's one of those things that, uh, that was me trying my best to be, do a sports reference. That was so really did that work? Was it, did I say that right? Disc earlier. That's two I sports. Know, I know. Well, it's a, it's a field skill. At yeah. A sports yeah what's happening? We'll but anyway, I think, I think for me, and I think for a lot of us, that's the goal should not be perfection. It should be progress in our day. And I think when we kind of switch that, we, and the goal is, perfection then we feel like we failed because guess what we're never going to be perfect we're never going to be perfect at anything we we do in this life and so if we're striving for that if that's the only way we win quote unquote if that's the only that's the only goal the only thing we want to achieve is perfection then every day is going to feel like a failure if you want to check you're talking about those check boxes at the end of the day if you want to make sure every single one is checked and today was completely perfect all the i's were dotted all the t's were crossed 
then you're going to feel like a failure at the end of the day because we, chances are you're not going to get there. And we do. I think we do have a predisposition about ourselves to fail every day. Mm. And so let's identify this. Like, let's iron this out a little bit because there was a little bit of audible processing right there at the beginning. But let's define the types of failure we're talking about. Because as we kind of thought through this as we were, were, were run, driving around this morning checking on some people, really we're talking about two different types of failure when we say the word failure. And mm-hmm. once again, this is one of those conversations where I feel like we have to redefine the words or clarify the definition because they have so many different meanings. And so really what we're looking at is there's the moral failure, meaning like sin. Mm-hmm. Like you did not follow God's plan and his moral standards. And so you have actively sinned and done something wrong. And that's one type we're going to get into because I think we process that one way. But I think what we're talking about right now is the other kind to where we didn't live up to our own expectations. That's right. And we talked about that. We actually did a marriage series, and we kept saying this word expectations over and over again. But I think the deal is this. We have a moving target of an unquenchable expectation that gets back to who we think we are. And I think that's just it. It's when we don't live up to who we think we should be or who we want to be. That's right. And that's where most of the time you get that, and I'm going to say this, you get the feeling of failure. Mm Mm-hmm. And we're going to kind of label it that way, and we'll stick with that for a while, because I do think that's one thing you've got to recognize is fail, failure is a feeling, and feelings can be wrong. Right. That's why when we talk about spiritually, um, you can't always trust feelings. You know, we had that conversation, we actually had that conversation last week because we were talking about things that were going on in the world and people's sensitivities to it and how they were reacting to it. And my question was, is our people just like intoxicated with the drama of it, but not actually doing anything about it. And so the way they process it is basically they have a feelings fest. Mm-hmm. And then once they have their feelings fest and they process through it, okay, well now I don't have to do any more about it because I don't feel it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I think failure is one of those things. It's a feeling that you can't always trust. Right. And you have to learn how to process through. So maybe one takeaway we have immediately is that the understanding that feeling, and sometimes within the church world, you'll hear it like this, like people don't like to come to church because it, the pastor makes them feel guilty. And and I struggle with that because like guilt and conviction are two different things. Mm-hmm. Like conviction is something the Holy Spirit is pressing upon you that you do feel. But when it comes to guilt or failure, like that's a feeling that is self-imposed. That's right. And here's an aspect we were talking about. Like Justin joked about like uh, the, our, the hobby of the month is apparently disc golf. Um, <laughs> skateboarding was too hard. Um, and Justin wouldn't do it with me. So no. uh, I like anyway. my bones being intact. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just one blown knee and now we kind of go, okay. But when we talk about that aspect of our expectation of ourselves, you know, is we were talking through this failure idea and, you know, I think we'd gone and, and, and played disc golf and you'd had a bad round and you were really frustrated and you're like, I'm a failure at this stuff. Like you were, you were all in your feels about mm-hmm. it. And I kind of was like joking around. I was like, okay, well, let me ask, ask you this question. Uh, how good are you at knitting? And you looked at me like I was, you know, like I was ridiculous. And I said, what if I told you I think you're the worst knitter in the entire world? And you went, I don't care. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Right. And I said, so why do you care so much about this this hobby we've fallen into. Yeah. Like, why do you care about the, the how you do in that? And he goes, and and what was your response to that? Because I want to be known as a great disc golf player. I want people to know when they say Justin Branch, it's synonymous with disc golf. 300, 400, you know, foot 
drives. That'd be impressive. That's a really long <laughs> way if you don't know anything about disc golf, okay? But when I was trying to get to at that point, because I was actually, we, we knew we were going to be talking about this on the podcast, and it was one of those like real-life moments where we were processing. The reason Justin feels like he's a failure at disc golf is because he's not living up to his standard. Because when he's not good or doesn't perform at something he doesn't care about, then he legit doesn't care about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I could throw some yarn. Do you use yarn in knitting? Is it yarn? I have no idea. Is it thread? I don't I'm know. not okay. good at it, remember? Somebody email us and tell us, like, like what, what, are, the, what are the resources used in knitting? Um, <laughs> but but, but <laughs> stop laughing at me. I'm sorry. What are the resources? <laughs> what are the materials? Materials. Sorry. That's all good. I, Hobby Lobby, I have failed you. Please forgive yeah. me. <laughs> but... I think that's that's just it. Is it's that realization of like as you're sitting there and you're driving, you're listening to this. There are topics or areas of your life that you have an unquenchable pressure towards to succeed at, and in your own head, like it's unachievable definition, right? Yeah, and I think going back to the example of me, it's a it falls into an identity thing, right? I wanted to be known as a great disc golf player, mm. and so. That's where the failure. That's that's where the the unhealthy, the bad failure comes into into play. Is when we kind of let something else define our identity, and we've had this conversation before. Instead of letting God define yep. that, that's where we do this snowball thing. Is well, I just suck at everything. I'm no good at this. I'm no good at that. And we're speaking an I and me language, and that's saying who we are. Kind of like your example. I'm a bad parent. Well, maybe you didn't make the right call. That was that was a bad call, but that doesn't make you a bad parent. You, right. you got to take the identity out of it. And I also think, you know, we can go back to the disc golf example too. Um, kind of that progress over perfection. When as we're defining what failure looks like, we can we can step back from that, and instead of going, man, I did I didn't do well today. I'm a failure. Well, how did you do? How did you throw? You know, a week ago. Yep. Well, I've done. I've done better than I did a week ago. My game was better then. Okay. Well, how how about the week before that? Well, every week it's gotten a little bit better. Okay. So if it's getting a little bit better, if you're progressing and you're learning from it, is that really failure? Like if you if you have an outcome and you're learning and you're growing, is that really failure? Why do we define everything as as not perfection as failure? Because really, that's not what failure is, right? And I think so. To that point, like, because you're, you're saying that, and this this kind of came to me for a minute. Like, so do we run to "I'm a failure" so we don't have to deal with it? Because here's 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 what my thought is: is I think a lot of times we use failure because it closes the it, it closes the book. Sometimes. Yeah, because I think what we get to is like, oh, I can't do that. Why try? Why bother? I don't want to deal with this. It feels bad. I'm just gonna forget about it. Yeah. And so that what that does is it stops the journey, right? Yeah. And so all of a sudden, what happens is is you, and let's go back to the parenting example. Like let's honestly go back to it. So, parenting, you have to learn and grow, figure out, work around, try new things, and what happens is you continuously hit. Things that don't work until right. you find the thing that works. Right. But in order to do that, you have to acknowledge that something didn't work. Something did, for lack of better phrasing at the moment, not to confuse language, fail. But I need to try something else. Mm-hmm. So like, go take it to the, the disc golf example. Hey, I didn't get to the level I wanted to be to today. What do I need to do to change it? So I think a lot of times we put failure 
that emotion and we just stop and emote about it. And that becomes, which we do that a lot with, with yeah. spiritual things. Like we, we feel it so we don't have to do anything about it. Yeah. And I think too, we, we so want the instant gratification. I know you know, we've beat this disc golf, you know, illustration into the ground, but um, <clears throat> I want to be able to get out there, throw and be like, man, wow, instantly I'm great. But I think kind of not the going back to you to the not dealing with it. If I don't do what I want to do out there, then it's then it's like I've got work to do. I've got to come back and do the work. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if and if I go, hey, I failed at it, I stink at it, I'm just not going to do it. That's me trying to get away from that. The work of going, okay, well, I need to to put in more time. I need to be able to practice more or whatever. And so the, the same type of thing with the parent. Obviously, you can't just go, well, I, I failed as a parent. I'm just going to leave the kid here and I'm not going to try anymore. Well, that that would be failure as a parent. That would be failure. <laughs> uh, but but you said something to where what you tried failed. And I think that, again, going back to the identity and the separating our feelings and our identity out of what's actually happening, yes, that throw may have failed. Yes, how I dealt with my kid may have failed, but that doesn't make me a failure. Right. And also, again, that may have failed, but the whole process wasn't a failure. I think we got to, again, step back and look at the whole process and the progress of whatever it is that we're working on. Because, again, if we're incrementally getting better, if something changes, if we learn something, yeah, that's not failure. That's that's actually a success. But we so quickly want to go, it didn't work out the exact way I wanted it to. It failed. Well, let's step up the example a little bit. Okay, because we've used disc golf, we've used, we've playfully used parenting. Like right. that, that's a that's a heavier topic. Let's talk about relationships. Yeah. So let's talk about somebody who feels like they don't have a close friend, right? And this is something you see over and over again that that you encounter over and over again, not just within the church world, but within within the world world, is you found somebody who's not close to anybody and they have a record of failed relationships in their mind, friendships, whatever, and so they immediately go. Well, I'm just a, somebody that people doesn't like. Mm-hmm. Like, like they give themselves that failure tag, and what happens is, is they don't sit there and they go, "No, I got to try again." Mm-hmm. And so, what you end up in is a cycle of failure, mm-hmm. to where you just throw your hands up, you give up, you come up, become embittered about it, and there's no growth, and the journey does in some ways stop because you're sitting there spinning in a circle, mm-hmm. or you say, "I'm going to try this again," but you don't change anything about yourself. That's right. And on that friendship basis, I mean, the, the, one of the hardest things is when I, when, I, when I talk to somebody who's in a failure cycle within the friendship basis, they continue to walk in the room with the same unhealthy expectations without changing themselves. Yeah. And so they sit there and they go, you know, and it's the, it's the cl- super, super classic um, disconnected church member statement of, well, I hadn't been there in three weeks and nobody's contacted me. Yeah. Which I always respond. Well, who have you reached out to? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, like it's one of those like you have to put the effort in relationally. Like but, like like no matter what. And if you're just sitting back relationally testing everyone, yeah, to see if they're going to go above and beyond without you doing anything, you're setting yourself up for failure. And that's where it becomes a journey you've got to recognize. Yeah, I think we could also have based on our past quote-unquote failures, so in that in this example, self-fulfilling prophecy. To where it's like, hey, all my other relationships failed. I'm going to go try this, but it's probably going to fail too. Yep. You know what? With that attitude, if you're walking in the door with that, chances are, and you're not changing, chances are 
it is gonna fail again. Nothing helps you keep a long, lifelong friendship like first telling somebody, "I normally don't keep friends long." Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so that's one of those things. As you sit here, as you're driving, as you're listening, um, one understand this, and we're gonna really, really dive into this next week when we move to the how do you handle moral failure side of the conversation. Because that one's really going to help us dive in. It's going to touch on this one, but it really gets back to your identity being in Christ. Because then that frees you up to understand what's important and what's not. And understands that, that, that God's done everything, and you're loved, and you're accepted. And it stops us a lot of times from putting these false pressures that are unhealthy, trying to get what we can only get from God from other people and situations mm. like, Hey, I want to be a valued person. So I have to have this many friends or I want to be uh, somebody who is successful. So I have to make this much money when it disc golf, get this job. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like right. we have all these labels and definitions that we put on ourselves that we can't ever live up to, but our identity is in Christ. Like we're his child. And so we're really going to dive into that next week. Justin, you look like you wanted to say something. Well, I was just going to say real quick, you know, and we can dive into this on the next podcast, but there is a freedom, and we've said this before, in understanding and knowing that identity, there is a freedom. And we've all probably heard the phrase fear of failure. Um, And so for me in my life, having the right perspective, having the right identity, that helps ease that fear of failure or, or either eliminate it in my life to where I can go, you know what? I'm going to give this a shot because I feel like I need to. And if it fails or doesn't work out the way I want to, it doesn't define who I am. And a lot of times I, the journey is better and brighter because I stepped out and I tried something that I was I normally would have been afraid of. But having that right perspective of who I am in God and my identity frees me up to not be afraid of potentially, quote-unquote, failing. Right. Well, I mean, it's obedience over outcome, right? That's right. Yep. Like that's, 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 I'm going to get that on Justin's license plate at some point. That's really long, though. I forgot how to do that. But... And I think that's where, when I think about like the ministry side, like my my life calling yeah. to ministry, people always ask me like, "Hey, how are things going?" And I've always said this, and it just I think kind of clicked as to why I say this is uh, I say I'm falling downstairs to the glory of God, <laughs> you know, because we're supposed to be going up, but like God is using all of our failures to grow his kingdom, the whole issue. And I think that what, what I'm doing there is I'm giving me permission to, as people ask me that question, it makes me reflect. And I have to go, you know what? Things aren't going as planned. Yeah. And I've missed all this and I'm imperfect and all this, but all of a sudden I've got to go, you know what? I'm just trying to be obedient and move forward. Yeah. And there's going to be a feeling of failure with that, but you know what? That doesn't define it. And yeah. I have to identify it, right? And I think, again, not to prolong things, but I, I think we live in a culture and a society where we always have these masks and these facades of look how perfect and, and everything. We always have these masks. Hot topic. Good. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Go I, didn't, I didn't mean that. Uh, hashtag COVID no. style. I just meant COVID style. Like that's a that's a pretty good hashtag too. All right. Uh, no, but we all we wear these faces and we wear these yeah. facades to where everything seems like it's perfect. And if we are crumbling and falling apart, then we feel like a failure. We we're afraid to show people our brokenness, our realness, our failure. Yep. Um, and, and we shouldn't be afraid to do that because we all at some point in our lives and in our ministries and in our calling and in our walks 
kind of fall downstairs to the glory of God. Absolutely. Well, we hope this was helpful. Once again, we're going to jump in next week um, and dive into, like, what do you do when you sinfully fail or morally fail? We'd love to hear from you. If you want to email us, it's matt at richfork.com, justin at richfork.com. For those who have emailed us, we appreciate you reaching out. We hope this was helpful, and we'll see you next week. (laughs) 